This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Frozen Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Join us each week as we dive into the latest Dallas Stars news. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Frozen Biscuit Show. And subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Frozen Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. On today's episode, we dive into the latest news surrounding the Dallas Stars. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to find your Dallas Stars tickets, head on over to GameTime. Use the link in the description and help support the channel. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search the Frozen Biscuit Show. And please subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And give us a thumbs up if you like our video. And now, now on to our first topic. Who are the Dallas Stars? Let's dive into and break down the Dallas Stars after their 3-1 loss to Boston. The Dallas Stars are in the midst of an identity change to start the 2022-23 season. Hiring their new coach led to a philosophical transformation from Rick Bowness's defensive first mindset to an aggressive offensive approach. That features players flying the defensive zone early and taking risks in the offensive zone. Fans have been clamoring for their paradigm shift, and there will undoubtedly be growing pains. But it's important to remember who the stars are. So who are they? It's safe to say we're still figuring that out, aren't we? Dallas began the season outright on fire, outscoring its opponents 13-3 in the first three wins of the season. But the road trip hasn't been as fruitful for the stars as they've dropped three of four games, including the 3-1 loss at the hands of the Boston Bruins. Dallas has been outscored 12-10 during the road trip. There's no doubt that the Dallas Stars didn't look like the formidable team they did in the first three games. Their offense has come up somewhat dry since their five-goal onslaught of the lowly Montreal Canadiens, and their defense was in scramble mode throughout the majority of the road trip. That said, it's important to see the forest from the, for the trees when it comes to the start of the season. Let's start with Tuesday's tilt against the Bruins. This game, the reason for the Stars' loss and perhaps the road trip overall, can be summed up relatively simple. Too many penalties, a lack of execution offensively, and that back-breaking goal by Taylor Hall at the end of the second period. Add in an incredibly sturdy performance from the Boston's goalie, who ended up making 30 saves on 31 shots, and the Stars just didn't have enough bullets in the gun to compete with the Eastern Conference-leading Bruins. Boston improved to 6-1 with the win and is a perfect 5-0 at TD Garden. These key facts have to be considered when evaluating the Stars' performance. Dallas rebounded after taking three penalties in the first period, the third of which the Bruins scored on. Boston's David Pasmick absolutely spanked a one-timer past the left shoulder of Jake Odinger, 
Forgive the sports cliche, but that was a goal scorer's goal if there ever was one. There wasn't much their goalie could do to stop that rocket. From then on, Dallas controlled much of the play, and as the game progressed, it was the Stars that had the Bruins on their heels. Dallas outshot the Bruins 31-29 and was by no means outclassed by the Bruins. Both teams were without some key players, and the Bruins were without Brad Marchand and Charlie McCoy, while the Stars were missing lead defensive defenseman Miro Heiskanen. Apologies for butchering his name. Who sustained an upper body injury in the Stars 4-2 loss at the hands of the Ottawa Senators on Monday. It was evident the Stars were missing that extra ounce of energy, but they weren't without their chances on Olmark. Unfortunately, after a stellar first power play, the Stars struggled on their final two main advantages, including a prime opportunity with just under 13 minutes left in the game. Dallas struggled to get into the Bruins' offensive zone, and when they did, they could not get set up consistently. So let's get back to our original question. Who are the Dallas Stars? It's still early, and that can't be overstated enough. Typically, you can start drawing conclusions on teams 15 to 20 games in a season. But of course, there will be hot takes to be had and aspects of their play to overreact to. Let's start with the things we know so far. The Dallas Stars are making a concerted effort to focus more on offense, and that's evident in both their structure and roster construction. Look no further than 19-year-old Stars rookie Wyatt Johnston, who has goals on back-to-back games. His second period tally came from a dogged play and pass from Ty DeLandria. Johnston buried his shot past a disheveled Olmark and breathed life in a Dallas game. He's perhaps famously by now has nine games he can play in the NHL before the Dallas Stars will have to decide whether or not to keep him on the active roster or send him back to the Ontario Hockey League, which is a discussion for the next segment. He's seven games into his tenure with the Stars, and let's face it, he ain't going back to the OHL. We all know it. But he underscores the Stars' philosophy change of giving the kids more opportunity in favor of some steady veterans. Essentially, the Stars are banking on his potential instead of counting on a veteran plateau. He's made some rookie mistakes, but he's also sports an incredible shot, a nose for the puck, and a willingness to get to the dirty areas to score. Tuesday's goal was a great example. You can see him go right to the net to find the loose puck before he's able to beat Olmark. The Stars trade for Nils Lundqvist is another great example of their willingness to get younger, faster, and more offensively lethal. Delandria earned his spot on the roster, but trusting him to play as big of a role as he has seven games in the season shows Dallas has offense on his mind alongside the other traits that Delandria boasts. He's tenacious on the puck, unafraid of contact, and defensively reliable on top of perhaps his best asset, his speed. He was by far one of the Stars' most effective players against the Bruins. That brings us to the defense. While the jury is still out on the Stars' defensive core, as, they, as long as they have Odinger and Scott Wedgwood in goal, they will be very hard to score against. The loss of John Klingberg hurts, but the Stars did a great job of adding two righties and veteran Colin Miller, who did not have a great game Tuesday, and Lunkenvist. So at 4-2-1 and one on the season, it's been more positive than negative, and while it's clear it's going to be a challenge to simultaneously, simultaneously be a high-octane offensive squad and a lockdown defensive team, there are a bevy of positions to take out of the first stretch of the season. 
Despite a lackluster third period and a loss to the Senators, Dallas more than hung with some tough opponents in Toronto, Boston, and Ottawa. Okay, yeah, that's kind of weird to say. People will try to poke holes in the Stars' play so far, and yes, there are areas they need to be much better in, and more consistent offensive execution, especially on the power play. Dallas will be tested defensively, and there will be games that seem as if the Dallas Stars don't possess the defensive chops. But let's remember to heed the words of Ruben and not lose ourselves. This is an offensive team now, and let's see if they have enough to battle with the big boys in the NHL. And now on to our next topic, the Dallas Stars are welcoming a Russian hockey legend to town. The Stars return home after a really disappointing road trip going 1-2-1 and through Canada and a pit stop in Boston. Now they return home, where they will be going up against one of the best Russian hockey players to strap on skates, Alex Ovechkin. With Mataj Blumel getting called on Wednesday afternoon, the Stars hope they can get the offense going again with him in the lineup. These are three keys to the game if the Stars want to start a new win streak tonight. Number three, protect the circles. If you have watched Ovechkin over the, sea, over the years, you know where his favorite spot is, the red circles. The Dallas defense needs to have defensemen guarding those circles at all times so he can't get set up to score. If they can successfully do that, they can stop Ovechkin from getting good shots at whoever starts in goal for the Stars. As you all know, the Stars sent Jacob Peterson down to the AHL to see if he can find his game again. In return, the Stars called up red-hot prospect Mataj Blumol to the squad. He has 8 points in the first 5 games for the Texas Stars. He forced the Stars front office to call him up, and let's see what he can do. I expect he will probably start on Jamie Benn's line, and Johnston will be bumped to Tyler Seguin's line. And finally, number one, get back to our dominating ways. I'd like to see the Stars offense come alive tonight against the Capitals. After the long road trip through Canada, the Stars need to get back to how they started the season. It looks like they are reverting back to last year's team, and it kind of concerns me. Hopefully, when they return to Dallas today, they went and watched film of the road trip and learned from their mistakes. The Stars need to find their new identity again if they want to remain in first place in the Central Division. And now, on to our next topic. So, the question of the day, should Wyatt Johnson remain on the Stars? The Dallas Stars have a very big decision coming up in a matter of days. That decision whether Wyatt Johnston remains on the Dallas Stars roster or goes back to the OHL for the remainder of the season. Johnston has a year of junior hockey eligibility left since he's currently 19. He can play up to nine NHL games before the team makes a decision. If he is in the lineup on November 1st against the Kings, his entry-level contract will fully kick in. If he were to go back, it would save the Stars from burning a year off of his entry-level contract. These are three reasons why I think the Stars should keep him in Dallas and allow him to continue his NHL career. Number three, what does he have to gain by going back? Right now, through four games this season, he has blended in well with the Stars. He currently has a goal and an assist so far this season. I've actually had a few people message me wondering who was number 53 since he was playing so well with the Stars. All he needs to do is simplify his game and he will have a great career in the NHL. Last year with the Windsor Spitfires, 
Johnston finished with 124 points. He's basically already learned everything he can from that league. The only thing that would be positive in sending him back is saving a year on an entry-level contract. Number two, he's hanging with the big boys. Johnston has shown he can hang with the NHL veterans on the ice. He's able to come away with a puck when opponents corner him in the corner. I would have an issue if he was checked into the boards like a ragdoll, but he's handled some of the big hits opponents are giving him. Sending him back would make him wonder what he did wrong out on the ice, possibly messing up his development. The Dallas Stars head coach can show what he's doing wrong and help him correct his mistakes. And number one, he's rooming with one of the current NHL greats. Currently, while in Dallas, Johnson is staying at Joe Pavelski's house. I'd rather have him stay there than go back up to Windsor. If you look at what Sidney Crosby did, he stayed with Mario Lemex for the first five seasons of his career. Pavelski isn't Lemex, but Johnston can learn from him since Pavelski has been in the league for a long time. This could fast-track Johnston's NHL career and would make him a force to reckon with in the league. So in conclusion, I'll accept whatever the Stars decide to do with him as October comes to a close. However, I think there are more positives to him remaining in Dallas than returning to Windsor just to save a year on his entry-level deal. The last thing you want to have happen is him returning to Windsor and wondering what he did wrong in the first nine games of the season. Let us know your take in the comments section below. Is there something we should have covered? Something we should have missed? And give us your thoughts on the team's performance as of today. As always, subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you like our content. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Frozen Biscuit Show with your host, Larry Lease. Join us next week as we dive into even more Dallas Stars news. Don't forget to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Frozen Biscuit Show.